0: Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover the new committee opinion from the American College of OBGYN from May 2018 on optimizing and redefining postpartum care. The weeks following birth are a critical period for the woman and her infant setting the stage for long-term health and well-being. During this period, a woman is adapting to multiple physical, social, and psychological changes. She's recovering from childbirth, adjusting to changing hormones, and learning to feed and care for a newborn. In addition to being a time of joy and enjoyment, this fourth trimester can present considerable challenges for women, including lack of sleep. Fatigue, pain, breastfeeding difficulties, stress, new onset or exacerbation of mental health disorders, exacerbation of chronic medical disorders, lack of sexual desire, urinary incontinence, and overall anxiety. Currently, as many as 40% of women do not attend a postpartum visit. Underutilization of postpartum care impedes management of chronic health conditions and access to effective contraception, which increases the risk of short-interval pregnancy and preterm birth. Attendance rates are lower among populations with limited resources, which contributes to the overall health disparities. Optimal postpartum care provides an opportunity to promote the overall health and well-being of women, and evidence suggests that the current care falls short of that goal. Therefore, in May of 2018, the American College of OBGYN redesigned the plan for postpartum care management. Women should be advised in the postpartum interval to avoid inter-pregnancy intervals shorter than six months and should be counseled about the risks and benefits of repeat pregnancy sooner then 18 months. Short interpregnancy intervals are also associated with reduced vaginal birth after C-section for women undergoing a trial of labor after cesarean. Having a redefined postpartum interval allows the patient and her healthcare provider to have these types of discussions. Okay, remember that this heightened postpartum visit or revised postpartum schedule is not just for high-risk women. Remember that even among women without high-risk pregnancies or other risk factors, problems like heavy bleeding, pain, physical exhaustion, and urinary incontinence are common in the postpartum period. The World Health Organization guidelines for postnatal care includes routine postpartum evaluation of all women and infants within the first three days, one to two weeks, and six weeks. Postpartum, The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence guidelines recommend screening all women for resolution of baby blues at 10 to 14 days after birth to facilitate early identification of and treatment for postpartum depression. Contact in the first few weeks may also enable women to meet their breastfeeding goals. Among women with early, undesired weaning, 20% had discontinued breastfeeding by 6 weeks postpartum when traditionally timed visits occurred. Now, to address these common postpartum concerns, all women, according to the college, should ideally have contact with a maternal health care provider within the first 3 weeks postpartum. Again, all women should have contact for a postpartum visit within three weeks postpartum. The comprehensive postpartum visit has typically been scheduled between 4 weeks and 6 weeks after delivery, a time frame that likely reflected cultural traditions of 40 days of convalescence for women and their infants. Today, however, 23% of U.S. employed women return to work within 10 days postpartum, and an additional 22% return to work between 10 days and 40 days. Therefore, according to the college, timing of the comprehensive postpartum visit should be individualized and women-centered, occurring no later than 12 weeks from birth, but ideally within the first three weeks after delivery. Timing should also take into account any changes in insurance coverage after delivery to make sure the patient doesn't incur any unwanted expenses. This revised postpartum strategy helps to address women who are at risk of future cardiovascular and otherwise health complications because of factors which occurred during pregnancy. There are risk factors for cardiovascular disease that appear during pregnancy, and these risk factors are emerging as an important predictor of future atherosclerosis cardiovascular disease risk. Complications like preterm birth, gestational diabetes, gestational hypertension, preeclampsia, and and eclampsia are associated with a greater risk of future cardiovascular disease. Pregnancy is, therefore, a natural stress test identifying at-risk women, but because these conditions often resolve postpartum, the increased cardiovascular disease risk is not consistently communicated to women. Having this revised postpartum algorithm or regimen allows for identification of women that can be deemed at-risk, and future screening can be scheduled. Alright, so here is a recommendation from the college. Women with pregnancies complicated by preterm birth, gestational diabetes, or hypertension disorders of pregnancy should be counseled that these disorders are associated with a higher lifetime risk of maternal cardiometabolic disease. These women should undergo cardiovascular risk assessment with particular attention to the effect of social determinants of health on cardiometabolic disease. All postpartum women with gestational diabetes should undergo glucose screening with either a fasting plasma glucose or a 75-gram, 2-hour glucose tolerance test by 6 weeks postpartum. Any history of pregnancy complications should be documented in the woman's electronic medical record to facilitate effective transition of care and to inform future screening and treatment. Okay, a quick word about follow-up for women who are identified as hypertensive during pregnancy. According to the college, substantial morbidity can occur in the immediate postpartum period. More than one-half of pregnancy-related maternal deaths occur after the birth of the infant. Blood pressure evaluation is recommended for women with hypertensive disorders of pregnancy no later than 7 to 10 days postpartum and women with severe hypertension should be seen within 72 hours after release. Other experts have recommended follow-up at 3-5 to days postpartum. Such assessment is critical, given that more than one-half of postpartum strokes occur within 10 days of discharge, once again, Postpartum assessment reveals that more than one-half of postpartum strokes can occur within 10 days of discharge in women who are known to be hypertensive. In-person follow-up also may be beneficial for women at high risk of complications like postpartum depression or cesarean or otherwise wound complications. Alright, so here's a quick working summary according to the May 2018 ACOG Bulletin. All women should have contact with a maternal provider within the first three weeks after delivery with a blood pressure check anywhere from three days to 10 days based on her maternal history. For other high-risk women, follow-up can be considered at two and three weeks and then a routine follow-up visit at six weeks which can include glucose evaluation for women with gestational diabetes. The concept of the college is quite simple. Rather than having the postpartum check being a one-time occurrence, the evaluation of the patient during this fourth trimester, defined as up to the first 12 weeks postpartum, should be an ongoing continual evaluation of the postpartum patient. Well, that wraps up our quick review of the May 2018 Bulletin, Redefining Postpartum Care to Optimize Postpartum Management. We'll see you next time.